Hello and welcome to another episode of My Pocket Psych, the podcast all about the psychology of the workplace. I'm Dr. Richard McKinnon, I'm a chartered psychologist and coach, and this time I'm flying solo. It's just me for this episode. Last time around, I was joined by Rachel Skews. Um, We had a great conversation all about goals and goal setting and how that can sometimes work against us. How sometimes um, the the act of goal setting can be unhelpful. Uh, That was episode 152, and I'll link to that in the show notes. Uh, Warning, that is a two cups of tea or two cups of coffee episode. So sit back and relax as we do a bit of a deep dive into that. This time around, though, I want to focus on a related topic, and we did touch on it slightly. I offered habits and habit formation as a valuable, simple alternative to all of the risks associated with setting really big, demanding goals. So this time, I'd like to look at some of the ways that actually our habit setting, habit formation, habit cultivation uh, might not go so well. It's a topic that comes up in coaching all the time. Um, My clients will come back after some experimentation and really lay it on the table. I can't stick to these new habits. Something's going wrong. So what I want to do in this episode is share some of the most common reasons um, that I discover this happens uh, for us as human beings and offer some alternatives that are slightly more helpful. But before we dive into the meat of this episode, uh, a couple of news and updates points to share with you. We're following a bit of a theme here because January's community meetup was all about uh, goals and habits. And I wanted to give the community an insight into how to really leverage the power of setting effective goals and cultivating new habits, given it was the start of the year when so many of us are thinking about the changes that we would like to make. Uh, The recording of that webinar is available for members of the online community, and you can find that at worklifepsych.club. And uh, just have a look in the community news tab and you'll be able to find the recording there. Of course, if you're not a member, this is a great time to join. The community is absolutely free to join and each of the monthly meetups are free to attend. And if you can't make it live, though I love when you do, but if you can't make it live, you can then watch the recording after the fact and then drop your questions and your comments and your accountability messages into the comments. Now, next month's meetup uh, online is going to be about a concept called emotional literacy. This skill set helps us recognize our emotions, understand how they're different to each other, consider their origins and their impact on our behavior. And when we're able to do more of this stuff, it's far less likely that we're going to find ourselves sort of hijacked by emotions. And I think it's fair to say as humans listening to this, and me included, we've all found ourselves in a situation where the emotions are in control. So this is a a really important life skill. It's really important in the workplace, given so many of the reasons that we might experience emotions that get in the way. Now, I want to underline this point. It's taking place on Thursday, the 29th of February. It's a leap year, remember. So we've got this extra day. Don't come at me with how it's not an extra day, but it's an extra day. So maybe you could think of it as an opportunity to invest in your personal development in 2024 and come and join me for that. All the details and the sign up are at worklifepsych.club and I look forward to seeing you there. All right, let's have a look at some of these reasons why a habit might not stick. And if you go back to basics, a habit, at least to begin with, is a very simple, 
very straightforward behavior you've got control of and you build that behavior over time so that it becomes literally habitual. In order to start with habits, it's a really good idea to start with them um, as small or tiny examples of our behavior. So one of the first reasons that habits don't stick, we'll start with the major one. Well, it's not a habit to begin with. What you're trying to do is either cultivate a habit that's not specific enough. And that could sound like, uh, I'm going to be healthy every day. I mean, just like in goal setting, we need specificity. I'm going to be healthy every day it is kind of meaningless. And, and it, it also really doesn't help you understand whether you've done it or not. And it doesn't really get specific enough to point to behaviors that you can use and deploy. So it needs to be specific. And sometimes we'll pick a habit that's really just far too complex and involved to count as a habit. So it's not really a habit to say, I'm going to go to the gym every day, especially when you haven't started that uh, activity before today. If you've never had a gym uh, routine, then saying I'm going to go to the gym every day is going to be really quite difficult because there's so many moving parts in this. There are so many different elements to this from um, ensuring you've got clean gym kit, I really hope you do, uh, all the way through to the journey to the gym and uh, all of these different behaviors. So it's a much better idea if this is a completely new activity for you to start with something really small and not focus on a routine that's made up of lots and lots of complex behaviors, but instead start with something small. And, and joking aside, it could be, you know, formulating the habit of getting your gym gear ready. So it's there for you when you want to go. So it needs to be a habit to begin with. Number two, is actually the double-edged sword of habits being so simple to identify. And that is the risk that we run when we try to cultivate too many habits at the same time. Because what we end up doing is disrupting our routines so that it feels like a lot of work. It feels like an annoyance. And we can get caught up in the enthusiasm of wanting to make changes for sure. But if we're doing too many of these at the same time, then it, it can feel overwhelming and it can feel harder than it needs to. So really focus on one thing and then you can, of course, add another habit to that. Once that habit is nicely well-developed and part of your daily routine, there's nothing to stop you adding another one and another one and another one. And that's much more sustainable. There's a big theme in coaching uh, that centers on what we've got control of. And sometimes we can focus on things that are outside of our control and upset ourselves about it. Sometimes we're trying to change things that are outside of our control and we get upset and tired and frustrated about that. The same happens with habits. And an example I came across literally within the last few weeks was someone trying to cultivate the habit of attempting to have an empty email inbox at the end of each day. Now, just imagine that for a moment. Your email is not something you've got control over. In other words, you can't dictate who sends you email, how many messages you get, when you get them. So to say, I'm going to have the habit of an empty email inbox at the end of each day. Well, as soon as you look at that empty email inbox, um, I'll put money on it that another email or two or 20 will appear. So you're trying to control something outside of your control. And that's going to feel like a failure. So instead, why not focus on cultivating a habit that is absolutely within your control? That's maybe doing something helpful, like checking your priorities before you open your 
email inbox for the day. Or at the end of the day, the habit of flagging the one, two, or three key emails that you know you want to take care of the following morning. These are much more manageable. They're in your control. They're, they're behaviors you can deploy um, in, in a helpful way. So make sure you've got control over the thing that you want to cultivate. When we talk about goals, we often talk about authenticity and the importance of a goal being authentic, something you really, really want to achieve. Habits, well, it applies here too. We really want to ensure that the habit you're cultivating over time is something that you genuinely see as being representative of the kind of person you want to be. You know, it's to do with values, really. Um, Habits can be values in action, and that's a really nice way of thinking about habits. This is an opportunity for me in even a small way to behave in the way that represents the kind of person I want to be. And the thing with habits, particularly at this time of year, is that it's very easy to fall into the trap of cultivating a habit that we've maybe got no interest in or it's not who we want to be because of social pressure or the influence of someone out there in the world on social media. And really, maybe the last couple of episodes have indicated I'm not a fan of social media. It's not the case at all. It's just another source, a compelling source of pressure and comparison that's sometimes really, really not helpful. And you might have a great example by watching someone online who's managed to cultivate a habit and it's worked for them, and it's something that they see as being a real boost to their effectiveness, their productivity, their well-being, their relationships, whatever it is. But if it's not something that you authentically want to do, then it's not going to stick. It's going to feel like harder work than it needs to, and you'll end up asking yourself, why did I start this? And maybe even ask whether trying to change things is worthwhile. And that's really not helpful because, of course, if you want to make changes in your life, it's always worthwhile. You've just tried to make a change uh, to do with something that's not particularly relevant or important to you. The bottom line here is to pick a habit that represents you being the kind of person that you want to be. And that sounds very conceptual and very, you know, up there in the uh, purpose and meaning end of the scale about, you know, concepts we talk about. But, but actually, a small habit, a small behavior can be representative of that stuff. And in doing so, it can be super powerful. Habits are often uh, presented as something that's quite easy. And even if we were nice and specific and the thing we're picking is relevant and we've We've really thought it through, and it's something that we've got control over. We don't have control over everything, and the world can come between us and successful habits, application, completion, however you want to do it. And if you've got a bit of an all-or-nothing mindset, and you encounter this setback, one day you're not able to complete the habit, then it can be really tempting to just bin it and give up, because one failure, in adverted commas, can seem like the cue to just end, stop this, it's not working. And if you think about it, let's pick an example like you want to cultivate the habit of doing some mindful breathing exercises and you decide to do this first thing in the morning and you you manage to do it for a few days and then you realize you keep getting interrupted. Maybe it's a busy household in the morning. The kids are running around. There's a lot to be done. Uh, Maybe there's a couple of mornings you sleep in and you're under time pressure. This is not the cue to give up, to bin the habit, to 
stop trying to cultivate um, the habit of mindful breathing, but rather to pause and take a step back and look for a way to make it more likely to happen. Maybe your morning environment is not conducive to the quiet time, even for a few moments, that you might require to engage in this mindfulness exercise. So maybe instead of saying, I can't ever do it, you look for another time in your day when it's, the environment is going to be much more conducive to those few quiet moments so you can do this mindful breathing exercise. And it might be in the evening. If you're in a family household after the kids have gone to bed, maybe it's just before you go to bed when everything's switched off and, and your home is nice and quiet. Maybe it's when you arrive at work and there's a quiet room you can go to or you're sitting in your car once it's parked. Whatever it is you're trying to cultivate, you will encounter some setbacks. You will encounter days when it's just not working for you. Don't bin the habit, but rather use it as an opportunity to learn from it, to inquire and be curious about what led to it. And then maybe you want to change the habit, the when it's done, the where it's done, the how much of it that is done. You can always scale it down. That's much more helpful than binning it completely. Now, on that note, it can be entirely legitimate to bin a habit after a suitable period of time if you realize this isn't authentically what I wanted to do, okay? So this has not never been it, but don't stop the habit just because you've encountered a little bit of friction in your routine or a few setbacks. And you might realize that actually there are some days of the week that make this more difficult. There are some environments where it's more difficult or there's another place in my routine where it's much more likely I'm gonna be able to complete the habit. Now we start with small behaviors. We start by suggesting that you're doing something very simple but it's new. And so the novelty of this can sometimes make it hard to remember to do it. And this is a, this is a key error I see all the time in habit formation, that you're relying on your memory to do it. And because it's new and it's not yet part of your routine, it's easy to forget to do it. So instead of relying on your memory, which as we know is fallible and is often overloaded anyway, you instead use your environment. Use a physical cue to remind you to do the habit. It could be uh, laying out a physical object. It could be the use of a post-it note, something visual in your environment that says, oh yeah, I'm gonna do that. When you get out of bed, you see the glass waiting for you by the sink so you can have that glass of water. When you get to the door, you see your trainers there to remind you, I was gonna go for a walk before I do ABC. So don't try and assume that because it's simple, you'll remember to do it, but instead set up your environment so that you've got those reminders there that say to you, yep, it's time to do the habit. So let me finish with one that I'd really like ringing in your ears uh, if you've made it to the end of this episode, which is it's very easy when we're investing some effort, no matter how small, that we want some results. We're investing, we want a return. Now, the reason we focus on habits to cultivate change is because they can be quite easy to do. We want to make them small. We want to make them accessible. And it is their repetitive, cumulative nature that gets us the results. It's not doing it once or twice. So it doesn't really stack up, does it, that doing something once or twice will have a huge, significant impact on your life. But there is a point for virtually everyone. When you start a new habit, you start to wonder, what am I getting from this? And very few, if any, habits will give you a measurable result. 
uh, in, in just a few days or sometimes even a few weeks. I, I often use the example of going for a walk. Walking is so incredibly good for us on so many levels and, and research has consistently demonstrated its importance in our psychological health, our physical health, our problem solving and innovation capacities. Okay, so it, it's good for us, full stop. However, if you go for a brief walk every lunchtime, you're not going to feel incredible after one walk. You're not going to notice uh, you go down a notch on your belt after three days. You're not going to necessarily be the most innovative person in your business after just a week. These things take time to manifest. And, and it's pretty much almost guaranteed. If you're looking after yourself and you're going for this walk, you're going to get those benefits. So instead of looking for results, focus on consistency. We can get a bit of a buzz. We can feel like a win or a success from that consistency. And how do we do that? Well, one of the best ways to do it is to track the habit. Again, this links to not relying on our memory. Some of these habits are really, really small. And because of their um, simple nature, we might find ourselves a few days later asking, did I do that? Did I go for my walk? Did I take that vitamin supplement? Did I read my book like I said I was going to? Because it's repetitive, it's same-ish. And after a while, all those days will blend into each other. So track the habit, whether it's on a piece of paper, a spreadsheet or a habit tracking app, of which there are many. And all you're doing here is creating a visual representation of your behavior, which is very powerful. When you're able to see when you've done it and for how long you've done it, uh, that itself can have a motivating impact. But it's also giving you that little spark of uh, results that you're not necessarily getting from the habit itself a little bit of achievement, a little bit of being able to say, look what I've been able to do here. Now, the results will eventually come, whatever they are, but it's not necessarily true that they'll be easy to spot, easy to measure, or even obvious to you in the short term. But a little habit tracker will be. And this also feeds back into our all or nothing thinking. If on your habit tracker, you see there are days when you haven't completed it, Remember, don't bin it, but also use that data to help you understand why that's happening. Maybe you don't do the habit when you're on a business trip. You know, you're away from your physical environment. Maybe you don't do the habit on a particular day of the week when you've got a lot going on, or you're working from home and not in the office, or when you've got childcare responsibilities. This is data. And it's really, really helpful rather than to condemn yourself for it not being a perfect 30 days or however many days. Um, it's, it's this is how successful I've been. And these are the learning points I can take from it. And this is what I'm going to do as a result of that. So just like uh, our critique of goals and goal setting, this is not a suggestion to never start habit cultivation, to never examine your habits or to try and affect change through them. But just like goals, we want to be specific. We want to make it uh, something we authentically want. And because these are habits, we want to make them simple, bite size and small, at least to begin with, we can build on them over time. And we want to learn from our setbacks, because what we're not looking for here is perfection. We're looking for data that helps us see how well is this going? What can I learn from it? And eventually, enjoy those results. I hope you found this useful. 
Um, I know that uh, it can be difficult to make changes. And, and at this time of year, it's maybe something that you really, really want to do. If you haven't started and February is the month when you want to make a change, um, good luck. Uh, let me know how it's going. Ask us if you've got questions about goals and habits, how they work together. And if you found a way of cultivating a new habit that you think that worked really well for me, I'd love to hear it. There is no one size fits all and we can learn from each other. And uh, it could be something really simple, like a, a physical reminder in your space uh, to do something, or it could be just a little technique you've noticed that makes it much more likely that you'll complete the habit. Whatever it is, love to hear from you. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can drop it in the comments below. If you're listening, you can drop us an email, podcast at worklifepsych.com. I always love to hear from listeners. And uh, even if it's just to say, you know, what you did with this episode, but if you found it useful and you've made a change as a result of it, this is the reason I keep sitting down to record these things. So do let us know. But for now, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And I'll see you in the next one.